Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reflection. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, and it's great to have you with us. Let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're from in the comments. Let us know what your prayer intentions are as we proceed here, because we want to pray for you as we all worship the Lord together. So we're going to start uh, with a prayer and then with our our um, first reading and uh and gospel reading that are assigned for today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we come before you today in prayer and in repentance as we continue our Lenten journey. We ask you for strength to carry out the special practices that we have resolved to do this Lent, whether it's extra prayer, fasting, almsgiving, sacrificing something that we like, in order to strengthen ourselves to say no to what is wrong. Lord, we always want to say yes to you. We want you to be the center of our desires, thoughts, plans, and you alone as the one to whom we owe absolute obedience. We pray for all those who are joining us and all their needs, and we pray that we may always be faithful to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, we have some short and powerful readings here today. Let's hear them, the first one being from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. And in the gospel passage today, it comes from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to his disciples in praying, Do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. Brothers and sisters, I've often said that the Our Father is a dangerous prayer to say. Because in it, we are asking God to use us as the standard and the example for how He's going to treat us. Not to use His own 
nature and infinite mercy. But to follow our example, listen to what we're saying. And Jesus elaborates on it here after he gives the prayer. He elaborates on this one point. One line of the prayer is forgive us as we forgive others. It doesn't mean while we forgive others. It means forgive us to the extent that we forgive others. If we forgive others, Lord, generously and completely and, 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 and wholeheartedly, well, then, Lord, we're asking you to forgive us generously, wholeheartedly, and, and, and completely. But, Lord, watch us carefully, because if we withhold our forgiveness from somebody else, if we hold a grudge, if we take vengeance, if we hate someone in our hearts, if we keep on pounding them for an evil in the past of which they've repented, well, then, Lord... You look at us and you do the same thing. Hold on to your grievances against us. Do not forget our sins. Friends, do we want God to forget our sins or not? Do we want Him to forget? You know, I think about this, the story of, um, was it St. Faustina or perhaps one of the other saints to whom the Lord appeared and she wanted to test whether it was the Lord or not. And so she said, tell me the sins I recently confessed, if you are the Lord. And he said, I forgot. He casts our sins, one of the prophets tells us, into the depths of the sea. And one preacher has said, he then puts up a sign that says, no fishing. We can remember our past sins for the sake of fostering humility or renewing our contrition but not for the sake of dragging us down or making us doubt God's mercy. His mercy is infinite. He wants to forgive us more than we want to be forgiven. It's not that he gets tired of forgiving us, but we get tired of asking him. And yet he says here, when he teaches us how to pray, he said, pray in such a way that you will ask me to forgive you only on the condition that you are forgiving others. That's a pretty dangerous prayer to say. Because if we're holding back any kind of forgiveness, oh, that person hurt me. Oh, what that person did was unjustified. Of course, it may have been unjustified. Forgiveness does not mean justifying evil. It means forgiving. It means putting aside that grievance and asking the Lord to send blessing, not curse, upon the one who hurt you. It's a dangerous prayer to say, if we're not forgiving one another from the heart. Because Jesus says, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive you. Let's connect this with the first reading. Because in it, Isaiah said that when I speak, the Lord is speak, saying, when I speak, my word will accomplish what it says. Can you imagine if that were literally true for us? She spoke and the dishes were washed and the laundry was done. But for us, just speaking something, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. I have to pay my electric bill. If only speaking it made it happen, right? It doesn't. But God's word does. In the beginning he spoke, let there be light, and there was light. 
It wasn't just a word, a promise. It was an accomplished fact by the fact that he spoke it. In the Book of Wisdom, we hear a similar passage about the wisdom of God always being with God. Now, that's the Word of God. That's Christ. And then it says, and it passes into holy souls from age to age, producing prophets and friends of God. Producing prophets and friends. In other words, the Word changes things, makes things happen. And in the beginning of John's Gospel, where we read, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, what does it then say? To all who believed in Him, He gave power to become the children of God. My Word accomplishes the end for which I sent it. It does my will. Jesus is the Word of the Father. Didn't He always say, I am here to do the Father's will? That is my meat, that is my food, to do the Father's will, that is my work. This should give us confidence in our ability to fulfill hard commands like forgiving those who have hurt us. Because the word is not just the command. It's the power to fulfill the command. Understand, when God gives us the commands, He's speaking His word. He said here in Isaiah, when my word goes forth, it shall not return to me void. It'll do what I say. Which means, part of His word is His command to us. Forgive your enemies. So that word will accomplish the the purpose for which it was sent. The purpose for which it was sent was not simply to... uh, tell us what to do. It wasn't to burden us with oppressive, impossible to fulfill commands. It was to lift us up in the power that only comes from God in order for us to actually do those commands. When he says, forgive your enemies, that very word, that very command contains the power to do it. Trust in that. That's why scripture says, Lord, I love your commands. That's why Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart. Your souls will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Why? Because of what he said here in Isaiah. My word does not return to me void. It accomplishes the purpose for which I sent it. It's not an oppressive command. If he didn't give us the power to fulfill what he commands us to fulfill, then it would be oppressive. Lord, why are you giving us this? Because what Paul was saying about the law, right? You put the the burden of the command and people don't have the, the spirit and the power and the grace to live it. It just becomes a condemnation. Here's what you're supposed to do. See, you're not doing it. You're falling short. You keep betraying. You keep opposing. You keep contradicting the will of the Lord. But this word carries the grace to enable us to fulfill it. And that that should give confidence not only to all of us who are striving to fulfill the will of God. It should give confidence to those who preach it. Those who teach it. It should give confidence to you as parents when you're teaching the word to your children and you want them to grow up in the ways of the Lord. It should give confidence to you who are teachers or catechists 
or working in formation for RCIA, especially during this Lenten season when the catechumens of the church are getting ready for the sacraments, or confidence to those of you as deacons, as priests, who are preaching this word, the confidence it should give is that because the word of God accomplishes what it says, when that word goes forth from your mouth, it's not just your word, it's His, and it has the power to change the people to whom you are preaching. Some preachers hesitate to preach because they think that the yoke is heavy, that the burden is heavy, instead of hearing Jesus say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why? Because the very command contains the power to fulfill it. Let's pray. Lord, we ask you to send your spirit upon all those who hear your word, especially hard commands like forgiving our enemies generously and profoundly forgiving those who have hurt us. Lord, those who don't forgive are on the path to hell. Unless we forgive, we are condemned. And yet we find it difficult. Lord, your word gives us the power to do it. Bless all those who need to forgive. Bless all of us who need to fulfill all your commands. Bless those who preach and teach your commands. Parents to their children, teachers to their students, preachers to their congregations. Give us the confidence in the power of that word that passing into holy souls from age to age produces friends of God and prophets that empowers us to become the very children of God. Bless us, Lord, with that grace. Lift up the sorrowful, heal the sick, give clarity and guidance to those who need to make difficult decisions and fulfill all our needs. As we pray now in the words that today's gospel teaches us how to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, blessings to you, and uh, I'll be going to um, Washington, D.C. tomorrow. We'll be taking part in the CPAC conference. I know I'll see some of you there. And uh, we'll be reporting to you from there on our social media. Make sure you're connected with me. At FR Frank Pavone is the address this is on the major social media platforms. Let's stay connected. Let's keep praying for each other. And may the Lord Jesus give us his blessing. Lord Jesus, send us your graces and keep us faithful today to your word. We pray in your powerful grace and spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good to be with you, friends. Talk to you later. 
This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.